0: Hey, welcome back to The Author's Leverage. I'm Parshel Tashi. And today we are talking about the healing power of telling our stories. And I'm so glad, so happy, so fortunate to be joined by Kim Fuller. Uh, she and I met through uh, an anthology project that I'm actually part of called um, that I'm a part of called uh, Born to Rise. Um, it's a collection of women's stories, um, so you're going to hear more about that. Um, but let me introduce you to Kim and and just dive into this conversation. So Kim Fuller is a mindful photographer, meditation guide, author, TEDx speaker, and founder of Born to Rise. Her passion is to help women stand in their power, their story, and their beauty, so they can live a confident and peaceful life. She uses photography to mirror the beauty she sees in each woman, empowering them to show up authentically in business and in life. Uh, She gives women a platform to share their personal stories with a live audience so they can process, release, and transform from victim to hero. She also gives women mindful tools through her art of the pause method that invites women to slow down and look carefully inward which enables them to expand in creativity, intuition, peace, and joy, and release their fears, judgments, and assumptions of themselves and others. She's a mother of three children, one of whom is adopted and is her greatest spiritual teacher. Her book Finding tells the story of her journey with this young boy and the Dalai Lama. Uh, One of Kim's greatest gifts is she is a great hugger. So... uh, Kim, thanks so much for being here. I, You know, and this is crazy. I, I would have seen you this past weekend, uh, but it was my birthday, so I uh, was definitely enjoying that. But yeah, I, I I did get to get a hug then, but it'll definitely happen at some point for sure. But thanks for being here.
1: Yeah, this is so exciting. I I loved you from the minute we uh, connected around being a part of the book. So it just, it's fun to go full circle with this. Yeah.
0: Totally. Sure. I mean, it's... Uh, the power of story and I love just how you're able to connect your you know photography skill set in that I mean as yeah. a as a video producer you know yeah. videographer you know there used to be one as well it's like there is something really special that comes about from that so why did you decide to incorporate or what led you to incorporate photography in how you help help women? Yeah so you know I think for
1: me, what I, I've i been photographing since I was about 14, 15 years old, and it really, um, with the kind of life I had as a child, I moved around a lot. It really became a, an awesome way to connect with people. Everyone kind of, especially kids, you know, they like getting their picture taken. And so as the new kid, I'd come in, I really enjoyed photography, I'd get on the yearbook staff, and they're all like, me, me, me. And it was really... Um, permission to look at them a little closer because I wanted to get to know people. I've always been very curious about people and I liked hearing their stories and the photography was actually a way to kind of connect and then start a conversation. Um, That morphed into uh, doing a lot of editorial work and portrait work over the years. And then um, I just really started to see that as I got older and started photographing older people, Um, there's a period of their life where they stopped liking having their photo taken. And I was really curious about that. And it's, you know, of course about our aging or wrinkles or getting heavy or whatever it might be, losing hair, who knows. And I really felt kind of sad about it almost because I don't think I see people that way. Typically I'm, I, I, kind of really look at the light that they kind of put off, you know, and I love people's energy and I really resonate with that. And so it made me want to show them that piece and show that there's a lot more to life than just this body we live in. And so the photography started turning into empowerment shoots where I could really help a woman find that confidence again and start to shine again, women in particular. Um, uh, we tend to be a little more self-conscious, I think, than than men. Not always, though. It's funny. I get a few men in and they're just like, ah, I don't want a picture taken. <laughs> But anyway, it it just becomes such a, that alone was quite a healing process. And that's how the photography piece kind of morphed into the story, really helping them unravel. What is that narrative we have about ourselves? And when you reframe that by seeing yourself differently. And so mm-hmm. that visual interpretation where it's born to rise is more the internal story that we process and being able to see that differently. And how does that affect our life? So.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because it, there definitely is a profound effect, you know, that happens when you, when yeah. you just go there, when you, uh, it's in, especially retelling the story, which is, I think, is part of the healing part of that process. You know, yeah. it's when you have to, because like, for example, when I taught school, I remember a lot of my students asked me, what's the best way to study for this test and remember this stuff? And I said, well, you can practice it or you can teach it. And there's yeah. something about actually Saying it back that just reaffirms, you know, certain aspects to which you know about this subject or know about this moment. Um, and so, I mean, I because being a part of the the project itself, I mean, that was definitely an experience for me. And just in in telling that and telling that story, you know, there there definitely is a healing effect that that happens with that. So, what what is it about the that storytelling process that is Opening up that window for healing. I think one of the
1: things that I've learned over the years is that, um, and mainly with my Buddhist studies, is that our mind is so powerful, and we can shift it in a second and and look at something from another perspective. And that's kind of what's happening with the stories that um, I help people craft for a chapter or a talk or whatever it is I'm working with them around. is is going inward and really connecting the dots of your life and seeing um, that it's quite amazing. Because a lot of us look at ourselves and go, well, I don't really have a story. I didn't do anything outstanding or nothing really happened or whatever. But that's not really what life is about. Life is those, those those collections of moments where we transform, where we expand, where we learn something, where we grow. And that's really what makes us human. Um, and why I think we're here, actually, is to to learn these lessons. And then maybe we reach enlightenment at some point, because we rid ourselves of all the suffering we create, when we spin in a story that maybe isn't even true. One of mm-hmm. I'm not enough, or my life's terrible, or I haven't done anything, or I'm just a small person, you know, which is a common, common, very subconscious thing, sometimes super conscious. So when we Really go in and look at it which is where I bring in that mindfulness work and start to see um, really how incredible we are and it's something I did for myself as well because in raising my son in those first couple of years it was hell and I felt like I was the worst mom on the planet I just was ashamed of so many of my behaviors because I was frustrated and didn't know what to do and I was anxious and all of the things and looking back at that I realized I was really strong and patient and stayed with it and was, I loved him. I mean, I was able to cultivate more love than I ever thought I had in my body. So it was like reframing that and shifting that by looking at the whole story in a new way. And then telling that and writing, that was even more healing because I kept pulling out other, other little micro stories within the one big story. Um, and, and the micro stories are really enough, honestly. Like, you don't have to go through something like I did or what some other people might have gone through. You've got some transformative moments in every day of your life.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like you said, the the mini stories, I hadn't even considered that because even writing my own, I found all these mini stories to somehow, you know, also fit in it. So yep. that makes uh, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> and, you know, there's little, there's little tools, like, even just if you sit at the end of the day and look at what you're grateful for or look at something that impacted you in some way or something you noticed even, like maybe you noticed light on a tree but, you know a special way and you can reflect on that. That becomes a small story. And you can pull those into your chapters in your book. You can pull them into uh, a talk you're doing or a presentation. And I, I personally believe that that attracts and holds an audience so much more deeply than just viewing out this happened, that happened, this happened. We want to know what you thought about what happened and how you were impacted by what happened. I firmly believe that that's what really holds an audience. It's more believable first of all, um, because you' you're you're kind of you know talking about your failures as well as your successes and your' oh God, I screwed up and then I recovered and you know it, it, it makes you kind of lovable. Um, because I think we all have those thoughts all the time and they're like, oh, she's got them too. I thought she had everything all handled, you know. That's um, so true. yeah. So I just I I really love talking to people about their stories, first of all, because um I don't think we share them enough. And when when somebody's allowed and given that space to share, I think they feel that piece of like, wow, I am kind of cool, you know, I am kind of special and and they certainly are.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And and while you were talking about just how in telling your story, it's like just really seeing it differently. And it, immediately that uh, those, those pictures come to mind, the ones that are like visual illusions, where it's like, you think you're looking at an old woman, but then when you like, just like you said, your mind can just shift how you're seeing it. Now you're seeing, you know, a girl with hair or whatever that picture is. And it's just yeah. that that's exactly what, comes to mind with that. You're able to actually shift how you're seeing it and now it potentially turns into something you know much better, usually, if you it's, choose that.
1: Yeah, it's a practice. And in, 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 again, I go back to my Buddhist studies. We talk about this all the time. Reality. What is reality? Because the mind makes up our life. It tells us what our life is all about. And when we can sort of step back that and, and almost watch our life like a movie, we can see the reality of what's happening. We can really of look at it a little more objectively so there's that mindful piece too is to just be able to step back and say what's really real here and what am i kind of making up because i'm not present i'm reflecting on the past or i'm thinking something might happen in the future who knows if it's even going to happen right and that's what causes so much suffering for us and gets us in this story loop of, of despair um and the other really powerful thing I have to say, Parshel, that's kind of come out of this that I've realized and thought about a lot lately is that women's voices in general have not been as profound in history, in history. And I am really starting to find that passion in myself to be an advocate for getting those voices out into history as much as, as anywhere, because, mm. um, now you think about the Bible, they're mainly male voices, male stories. They might be telling about women, but it's not the perspective of a woman. So half the population's missing, you know, from, from the perspective of what happened in that time and what's happening now. We have a lot of presidents. Most, you know, we've had all male presidents. We get their voices a lot. So throughout history, it's been very predominantly strong male voices in history overbearing women's voices in history. And so this to me feels like we're pulling together these collections of voices similar to a Bible. I mean, I'm not saying we're all saints, but you know, we are um, a different perspective and it's important if we're going to teach our sons and daughters that there's other, other versions of how things are navigated. Right. And so that's been kind of cool about this too, is really thinking about it that way. And it, it, it keeps me moving. I'll tell you that much. It keeps me because I have a daughter and I have two sons, and I want them to be raised with, with an open mind and to see things, you know, and say, I'd rather not go to war. I'd rather negotiate it this way or build more compassion or empathy for somebody.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, and speaking of, right, we, we all live busy lives, you know, as creatives, whatever it is that you do in life, you're probably busy doing it. Um, and it just brings to mind when you talk about the, the stories that uh, really, of course, help to heal us, but then in telling them and sharing them, open a, up a lot of opportunities for, you know, especially if you're in a position where you want people to get to know you better to connect with you on a different level and of course you can't see everybody 30 minutes of a day every day or whatever is, you know but you can get online right you can you know you can get onto social media or through posting or just other continual writing to be sharing that i mean i know for me uh, you know i tend to find that to be a challenge from time to time um and i think it's often i i, th- I start to think of just practical systems that would support someone to just being more efficient and aware of stories when they come to you, when you feel inspiration, what to actually do uh, from a practical standpoint that kind of enables you to, uh, you know, at least for me and I, and I, in an ideal sense, it would be, Hey, I can go to this bank of stories that I've collected and, you know, draw from that. But um, what do you, what do you usually suggest uh, or or come to mind when it's kind of taking these the the power of storytelling and making it practical so that way you can you know be effective with it.
1: Yeah. So um, you know, a lot of people give presentations, they write blog posts, they do all these things. So sometimes at the end of the day it's fun to just sit down and think about any moment where there was some sort of crossroad or you were made to make a choice or there's some moment of uh shifting, right? Where where you had to pause and, and think about something. Um, or again, like it could just be that you, you have one of those beautiful present moments where you're taking your walk and you see something or how, you know, feel something or, um, you're petting your cat and you're just at peace. I mean, that can be a story. I know it seems so simple, but those are the, the things that make up life and that will, can be incorporated. You can talk about how, you know, um as you're giving a presentation, you might reflect on something like that and say, you know, the other day, as an example, uh, to bring my stress level down, you know, um, if you're leading a team or whatever, and you want to talk about that, um, I took this walk and I just felt myself take some deep breaths. I could feel my feet on the sidewalk and it just made me realize like more of that, please. You know, I mean, that's a little simple, tiny little story, but not only does it connect your people to you because you're like, oh, they take walks, too. They get stressed, too. Oh, they need to remember mindfulness or whatever, you know. So it's just kind of bringing things down to a level that people can relate to um, when you share stories. And they don't have, like, again, like I said, they don't have to be profound. It's just giving someone insight into who you are. And, and it's the same with the photograph. Like, when I'm photographing someone, I, I really look for and... Help them relax so we can co-create because I don't I don't want to force who they are in the photo or a certain pose or you gotta look like this. I really aim to pull out their personality that's gonna attract the clients that best fit. But it's kind of the same ideas like what is your voice, your authentic voice, as well as your authentic self-image and public image. And those things can really mesh well when you can just take a second and reflect. So it's just pausing. That's part of the you know the pause method that you mentioned, but just literally pausing and the A of the A of P-A-U-S E is become aware, and the S is shift perspective. Um, the U of pause is like begin to understand that you that nothing is permanent and that um, everything's changing, that we have varying conditions that we've been brought up with, and you know what's still true for us, like really being able to look at that and then the e of it is explore something differently so try that walk try uh you know going somewhere different today driving a different route to work you never know what's going to expand when you allow yourself to even look for stories or look for those moments so they're either right in your face or you can kind of seek them out what's so wow really a, a game but i always one of my questions is like um What was a big crossroads in your life? Um, What was your first, last, best, or worst day? Vacation, interaction, you name it. So first, last, best, and worst were like the most fun things to play with. I think I learned that at a moth workshop. It was a great little like prompt. Um, And people, it just, wheels turning. Um, So there's lots of questions you can ask yourself and it gets things going. What was your favorite concert? Um, Tell a story about your mother. tell your favorite day you spent with your siblings, Um, you know, it just prompts ideas. And so it's just questions, but I do have a bank of them and, you know, I'm happy to, happy to share them at some point. That should probably be my giveaway, right? Yeah,
0: (laughs) For sure. That that's a, that's a great giveaway for sure. Um, No, that's, that's so powerful just to know that you can either go seek out a story to find it or just, you know, take a look at what's already there in front of you in the present moment, in the past, what have you. And and once those once those stories come out and they're shared, um, how how then I mean, how, how can an entrepreneur, a business person, right? How does that help them? How do they bridge that gap if there is a, a a bridge to be gapped? You know, in that let's say that piece of content where the story now is infused with something that you know. Is now helping that reader, that listener, that viewer then consider some things for themselves, right? And to maybe explore something different for their situation or for their life.
1: Absolutely. Um, I just know for myself, when the first part of why Born to Rise was started was because when I shared my story in front of an actively listening audience, no one interrupting me, Uh, my stream of consciousness wasn't interrupted, you know, and they were just holding space for me. It was amazing. It was so powerful just to be heard and seen. And I realized that I don't think a lot of people get that kind of opportunity unless they are speakers or doing this kind of thing. And, you know, it is hard to get it on a TED stage or whatever, you know, it's, it's not for everyone. But um, I think that, that anyone who presents um, on a regular basis can take their stories and bring them into the work that they're doing. Again, whether it's writing, presenting, or otherwise, to, to help uh, seem well. To, you really are more authentic. You're more connect right. connectability right. there. Um, but a lot of times, the more you collect these stories, you realize you might have a book in you. You might have a you know something else going on, which of course supports the work you're doing. Like it's always great to have you know some like you say authors leverage. Like how do we leverage these stories? Um, for me it started with the book and then turned into the talk and then it turned into the business. But now I, I learned how to do books and I found the power in them. And now I'm putting this anthology together. Right. And so I don't know, you know, that I actually had the plan for that, but it's really amazing that the more I've shared my story, the more things have come to me around it. And, you know, it's a kind type of manifestation, right? You're, you're attracting what you want. And so it's been a, it's been an interesting journey. So, I'll just say that every time I have an event where women share, somebody learns something or connects in some way, and they build relationships that that bridges the gap between us and them. We learn that we're more alike than different, whether it's skin color, uh, sexual identity, what you do for work, any of that. We realize we're all just humans trying to get through life. We all want an education to raise families, to be loved, to be seen, and most of the stories reflect that in some way or another, just under different circumstances. And so I found that the stories just really
0: are a bridge
1: for a lot of
0: healing. Absolutely, absolutely. And anyone who's gone through that process that is an author or is aspiring to be one, I mean, this is such a huge part of that. Um, So Kim, for the listeners, uh, most are authors or publishers in this space. Um, what advice do you have for them?
1: Well, I wasn't, I, you know, I am an author and, uh, I would say that, um, think about the the main points of your book. What is the, you know, the, the 15 minute talk, right? Like, and if you need help with that, obviously I'm here for you for that. But if you could, because kind of like between an elevator pitch and a Ted talk, there's something really key in there, your big why. And so, you know, just keep looking at that. Like, what is my big why in the world? Um, And because I think now that you have that book, you'll be able to to share that message. And you may not have a full hour or two hours, but there may be an opportunity to just uh, bring that into whatever you're doing, your book talks, your videos that you're doing, um, and helping other people see, like, it's, it's important to look at our story so that we can unravel it, heal it, transform it, and be free of it create the life we really want, not the one that we've been swirling around
0: in that maybe came from outside of us. Exactly, exactly. And and with the Born to Rise project, that there's a ton of stories that you can yeah. uh, you can find there. Uh, we'd love for you to share a little bit about that as well.
1: Yeah, so the anthology, um, we're in the process of uh, wrapping up all the stories now. They've been uh, submitted and edited and cleaned up and all the good things. Um, we're gonna put the book together. We will have a um, summit where we'll be interviewing each of the authors so you guys can listen to Parshel. Um, and then the book will come out in May. And then we have a book launch in Providence, Rhode Island at the RISD Auditorium on June 11th. And our authors will be sharing their stories and we'll have other creative endeavors going on. But uh, great opportunity to hear the voices of the authors versus just reading the page.
0: Absolutely. And I love that. And I will definitely be there. So I invite everyone listening to come and join us. I think it's going to be awesome. So, uh, but Kim, thanks again for for being here and and sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, Where can folks reach out to you? And I'll ask you our bonus question, which is, what is your one word?
1: Ooh, well, it's two words, but one meaning, no fear. It was the year of no fear. Um, I'm really playing a lot with fear and the opposite of that is love. And that was my word last year is to just be love. Um, so now I'm really examining fear so I can get rid of whatever's left over and just say, screw it. Uh, but you can follow me on Instagram at born.2.rise. Uh, our website's born to rise.live. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's probably the best place you can reach me in both of those. So
0: please do. Yes, absolutely. Highly recommend it. And uh, and Kim, I'm so thankful and want to acknowledge you for just your boldness and you know courage it takes to undertake any kind of work, you know, and a project like this that's so meaningful and connected to what really started from your story. I find to be just remarkable and uh, really, really cool. <laughs> just thank in you. how the, the the universe just bring, brings things full circle. It seems so. Yeah, thank you so much. And I got to meet you. So watch out because when I see you in June, there's going to be a hug. So (laughs) yeah, there we go. I love it. I love it. Uh, Well, thank you again for tuning in today. We'll see you next time on The Author's Leverage.